Billy Petty radio on your stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order Intellectually Petty radio on the stereo Don't compare us to anything, this a different scenario We break records while we pushing the culture forward Great music and big vibes right in that order And you are now tuned in to another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio. You already know, man, I only do legends around here, man. Legends only, man. Your talent gets you on the show, but it's your story that makes you stand out. And today is no exception, man. We really, 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 uh, we got a young brother that's just just killing the game right now, to be quite honest. And he's been killing the game for a minute. Like I can't even say right now. Um, and I'm just waiting on him to, to tap in and just talk to his manager. Shout out to his manager, Lowe's, too, man. Um, very, very, very dope person to, to uh, chop it up with. Very professional. Keeps it a buck. You know, very honorable individual, man. Uh, definitely represents T-Rail to the fullest. But while we waiting on him, how y'all doing, man? How's life? What's new? What's going on with you? What's happening in your world? And right on cue, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. T-Rail himself. How you doing? I'm doing good, bro. How about yourself? Uh, I'm, I'm so-so. I'm, I'm all right. I'm living. That's all we can ask for, ain't it? Yes, sir. You know, hey, do me one favor, man. Turn your phone to the side, man. Let's get the uh, the landscape view for me. All right, man. How's your family? Everybody okay? Yeah, everybody, everybody being, everybody good. That's what's up, man. I like to ask everybody that, man. I, I, I actually care, no doubt, man. Um, and yo, like it's easy to talk about music and everything, especially with hip hop artists and and the whole rigmarole, man. But I'm more interested in in life, bro. And you, you being such a phenomenal father, bro, is like just. It's refreshing, and not to say, let me let me put this out here. Black black men spend more time with their children than any other ethnicity, and that's just a fact. But for you to be so public about what you've been going through with your son, yo man, I'm not even gonna lie, bro. I'm sitting up here and I'm I'm I'm, I'm what song was that? I'm Letter to Jordan earlier today, and I'm sitting up in tears, literally. Yeah, but um. Letter to Jordan was a song I made for my son. You know, my son, first off, he was born with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. Then uh, later in life, he caught cancer. Then he beat cancer. And um, I went on stage and he rocked his, I did a concert. And um, he rocked his first arena with me. Like he got to perform with me at the arena. And I told everybody, you know, he beat cancer, but not knowing that his mother mm -hmm. was holding the information that he uh, had a mass tumor in his in his right testicle mm -hmm. so um i was hurt she literally told me the next like two days later and um i know how to deal with it but that song was pre-made so i made that song when when i you know he beat cancer and i really wanted to leave a message to my kids 
all my kids I want to leave some type of message to. Um, so on every album you'll see a different letter. Like that's a letter to my son, you know, and then I would, so on, so on. Um, it's an inspirational record, but with it really from the heart because I've really been dealing with this for 13 years for my child. Wow. What was it like the first time you held him? Uh, first time I held him was amazing, bro. It was, uh, you know, first, <laughs> that's my first child, man. It's my son, Jordan, my first child. It was different, but the next day when they came in the doctor's office and they took him from me mm-hmm. because he had Down syndrome and that, I didn't know about it. You know, that hurt me a lot. I didn't understand why they was taking him. I didn't understand Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. And, um, I cried like a little baby, bro. I was always... I've always been into fatherhood because of the, you know, the circumstances of having bad parenting growing up myself. But I had my grandma. My grandma was an amazing. Let me not say bad parenting. My grandma was an amazing parent. I mm. had I had bad parents that didn't really didn't have time for me, you know. Uh, so I always wanted to be different. So the best thing my parents taught me was just to be better parent towards my children. That you have done, bro, in space, man. Do you ever read the comments on your videos? Sometimes, yes. Mm. It's just amazing, bro. I get told not to look at them. I don't, man. I don't know, man. Like under normal circumstances, like it kind of bothers me that most artists nowadays turn the comments off. <laughs> no, I don't let people speak their mind. And but, dude, like, I, first off, like every song I look at the comments, I didn't see like not one, no, no hate, nothing. <laughs> like, like this person, Lulu Sias, I felt this song deep in my soul. I lost my 17 year old son less than two years ago to gun violence. My heart hurts. And like he said, I really miss my homie, my son, my baby, bit, even though he gone away. That's what you're doing <laughs> for people out here, bro. Yeah. I always figured out my pain. I, I learned quick that my pain, my pain inspires people. And I've always been that type of artist. So, like, even with my first big song, my dog, it really inspired me. And I, I don't know, man. Just I keep the trend going. I'm sorry. Oh, you all right, bro? Trying to get comfortable. Hold yeah, on. You get you get as comfortable as you need. That light is fucking with you, though. Like I. There we go. Yeah, that 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 that's beautiful right there. So, at what point did you just did you decide to share your pain? Uh, I got in a car accident. I got in a bad car accident, twenty fourteen. Uh, my brother flew out the windshield. I was a passenger in the in the in the front seat. I mean, the back seat. And I watched my brother pass away. Mm. Um, I was in the car. You know, I got flown in the helicopter. And the loss of my brother really gave me the motivation to sing pain, um, sing about what I'm going through, sing about my situations in life. Mm-hmm. It was tough. I could barely walk. I was strung out on like medicine. I was getting very uh, dependent on medicine and stuff like that. And I just started singing about it. And I noticed that there's, damn, there's millions of people that that go through what I go through. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it started there. It started from that wreck. Mm. Wow. And what was his name? His name was Christopher Partee. We called him Eight Ball. Okay. Rest in peace to that brother. You might see me talk about Eight Ball a lot of my statuses and stuff like that, or 
Rest in peace to my or I talk about my brother. That's what, that's what I'm talking about, my brother Eight Ball. And how how'd you hmm? did how how would you end up uh meeting Mo Three? Uh, I met Mo Three in studio. Um matter of fact, I met Mo Three before the studio. I met Mo Three at a concert. I was opening for Boosie. See, I was touring. If people, a lot of people don't know, know that I was touring with Boosie before Mo Three met Boosie. Oh, really? I was touring with Boosie for a long time, even before Boosie signed Young Blue or or, or anybody. I, I was with Boosie right when he got out of prison, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I really rode that Boosie out of jail wave. You know, uh, yeah, it really took me over the top. Um, so I met Boosie. I met Mo Three in Dallas. Uh, at a nightclub, he was coming up there to meet Boosie. That's the first okay. time he met Boosie. Y'all just clicked. Y'all just hit we, it we off. just clicked. We clicked. We clicked after that at a studio. His manager Rainwater was blowing me up. He's like, "Man, come through the studio. I got Mo Three at the studio." So I came to the studio. I met him and Derone. We made a song that night, mm -hmm. and we were cool ever since. Wow, man! Damn, bro. Like you, like I, I don't, I don't know how old you are, bro. He's like twenty five. 26, some shit like that. Yeah, I'm getting old, bro. <laughs> you, you don't know again. Look at this shit, bro. This is getting old. Yeah. <laughs> it is, man. You know what? But but I, I'm cool with it, man. That's the goal. Yeah, that's the goal of life. You know? I, I got grandkids. Oh, man. Congratulations. Oh, man. I had six of them things. Who are you talking about, bro? Oh, man. Yeah, you, got a little, you got a little army with you. Yes, I do, man. And, and, and at first, like, I... Like just man to man, I I it was tough getting older at first. It bothers you? Yeah, cause I can't do you know like certain shit I can't do, certain shit I don't you know like like somebody looking at me wrong. I can't respond the same way I, I did when I was twenty five. Yeah, you gonna have to knock them out quick. Well, it ain't even the physical aspect, but it's just that you know like I don't have the luxury to go to the joint for ten years now. Oh yeah, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? At like 25, even if you don't, you know, you don't want to go to the joint, but you got that luxury to do a good dime and still come home and, and, and have a life. I go to the joint now, nah, I come back and I'm retiring, literally. Facts. You know, Facts. so that type of shit, it makes you, it, it just makes you think a little bit different. You got to operate different. I feel you. Yeah, yeah, you know. But at the same time, man, it's a beautiful thing when you see, I'm gonna be here forever facts you know um when did you fall in love with hip-hop i ask everybody this oh man when i was a kid watching bt um uh, uh, uh what's it called uh 106 in park and rap city the basement and uh, <laughs> spring bling and man i used to want to be a rapper so bad when i was a kid man watching those old tv shows it was to you. I mean, to you really do it. To you really do the job. Is it that difficult? Like, what's the hard part about it? It's, it's stressful. So people think the job is just easy cakewalk. It's stressful, bro. This the business is what tears you apart. You know, uh, the artistry is fun. Yeah, making a song is beautiful, beautifully fun. It's that's what you want to do. It's the passion. When you get to the business side, bro, that's what breaks you down. And paying this person and getting your money from this person and this percents of this. And when you start talking money with people, bro, that's when it, that's when it starts. Money messes up a lot of good relationships. I can see that. Like, at, at what point did you say, did, did it dawn on you, okay, I'm about to be rich with this shit? 
when I got my first paycheck from music. <laughs> what you do? I got my my little cousin. She used to diss me all the time. She used to say, uh, "You're not, you're not, um, you're not on it. You're not, you're not a real artist until you get your paycheck off of it." When I got my first royalty check, bro, I was, she was the first person I went to. Yeah, look at this check I got. Yeah, I'm really him. You know, I'm really that. Look at this. I don't, I don't care if it was four, five hundred dollars. Look at this. What'd she say? She had to give him up. I'm an artist. You making money off of it now? Like, yeah. Now you tell me all I gotta do is sit and make music videos and do albums, and I make more money. Cause I've always been independent. I've never had a major deal. So all my money always came to me. You know, I uh, I got a chance to interview the Russell uh, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and and the grind that Josh share. It, you can see why y'all both successful. Like y'all put in a lot of fucking work, bro. Like I was going through your catalog, man. Like, like, and your songs. Oh my god, bro! How long does it take you typically to do a song? Oh, depends the type of record. Um, I can literally like, if I'm in a mode, I've done twenty features in this six hours before, and none of the verses sound the same. Yo, that's crazy. But if I'm really taking my true, true time on the song, it took me two days to record LO3. Okay. But that's because of it was the emotional. The production took forever. Oh, really? The guitar players and the drums, uh -huh. the bass. Okay. All that's all that took forever. So you doing more live instrumentation or is it more sample based? Yeah, as I grow now in my music, I take more time and I'm doing a lot of live instruments in my music. Okay. You producing yourself or you got like a team? Oh, I got a team. You know, I, uh, I do a lot of my great, um, a lot of my great uh, production comes out of OKC. You know, I, I deal with like my boy Chris Cutter, my boy Rob Stovall, and I got a band. I call them the Winners. Okay. That's dope. You know, I, my, my company's called Winners Only, so my band is called the Winners. And I, you know, I take them on the road with me. I figured out my guitar player, uh, Marquise, Marquez. He's he's he's, he's talented, so mm -hmm. I constantly keep him in the in the studio making we make new beats. How often do you cry in the studio? Oh man, I be in the studio every day. I actually moved to Atlanta just so I could be in the studio every day. So I got a crib in Kansas, crib in Atlanta, and I go back and forth. When I'm in Atlanta, I'm in the studio damn near every day. I'm so I'm so I'm so fluent in the studio. I can mm -hmm. beat the song in five ten minutes. You fuck with Patchwork. Yeah, I've been a patchwork. I fuck with it. Yeah, I, fuck. I actually, uh, Curtis Daniels, I got a chance to chop it up with that dude. But I, really I never cool been the type to really need a super big studio. You can give me a, it's all about the engineer. Yeah. I love yeah. my engineer. You know, I, you gotta, you gotta love your engineer, bro, because they the people that could, they, they, they help your sound. So you, you really gotta respect your engineer. Yo, so you like just a student of the game, man. Yeah, if you don't, if you don't got a good, if you don't, if you don't respect your engineer and take care of him or her, you're gonna be lost. Your sound's gonna be terrible. You'll never find your sound. Find that person and build a relationship mm. with them. Mm. You know, I, yeah, I, I can go record with just anybody, right? But when it comes to who's mixing my record down, who's mastering my record, I want my engineer. I want my engineer. That's why I want you know my sound, and you know, and, and we're gonna it's gonna be amazing. So who's your engineer? Who's your guy? My guy, his name is Chris Cutter. Okay, he's from OKC. Okay. Kansas in the building. Yeah, and and then if uh 
a person I like to a person I like to record with. Her name is Nancy. She's in Atlanta. Really? Yeah. So like, I have two different flows. Like Cutter, when I record with Cutter, it's more serious. You know what I'm saying? He's real critical on me. Okay. Nancy's more. She let me be more free. Okay. So it just depends the type of song I'm recording, who I want to record with. I feel you on that. And I, I think people under underestimate the recording process and not just what you're saying and the beat, but the ambiance, the whole, the, everything about the studio. Some people like the lights off. Some people like candles lit. Some people, you know, some people got a whole thing going on as to how they want to operate because they need that certain mood. Is it, does it matter for you or, or do you got like a, a, a routine? Yeah, me, I like, me, I like, um, when I record, I like it to be mellow mood. It depends. Okay. It, just, it depends, bro, because sometimes when I'm leaving the club, I'm lit, it don't matter. But <laughs> nine times out of ten, I, I, I like my alcohol. I like, I like a good mood setting and maybe a few people. Okay. With me, it's all about listening. I like people who listen to my music. So I like a, I like a full room. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I like a lot of people who want to listen. I sit on their phones, really just come the vibe. It's about the vibe to me. Okay, I feel you on that. I don't make music for me. I make music for everybody else. What's with the Walmart, man? When did that start? I started doing Walmart at least four years ago. Why? Uh, man, because I like to put people. When I was when I was growing up, I didn't get get to I didn't get all the Jordans and stuff everybody else got constantly all the time. And, my, you know, uh, I shopped at Walmart with my grandmother. You know, and uh, we we always able to afford all those things. My, you know, my mom, my grandma, she supported like three families with two checks. Yeah. You know, uh, my mom used to come over, my grand aunties. So we couldn't go. I couldn't get new Jordans. My mom, my grandma said I couldn't loan two hundred dollars to my kids. I mean, uh, twenty dollars to my kids. You know, two hundred. So you think I was going to get me some new Jordans? No. So I had to learn to adapt. And to adapt was learn how to shop cheap at Walmart. I still made it look good. Um, so now when I get older, I figure this out. If I'm wearing Balenciaga and Gucci early in my career, I got to wear Balenciaga and Gucci my whole career. You Man. know, I don't, and I don't want to wear that. I'd rather just put my money in different areas, just different things that I'd rather splurge on. New homes and, you know, different businesses and investments. I'd rather do that than buy a belt that has a print on it that I can go get at Walmart and nobody's even going to see anyway. You, uh, you was with your son. And y'all was looking at shoes. Mm-hmm. And you was asking him, okay, well, who is this on this shoe? He was like, Spider-Man. Who is that on that shoe? Batman. <laughs> and, and, and on his shoes, he had some Nikes on. And he, 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 no clue, really. And what you said was, stop doing that to your kids. Let them love who they love. Yeah, and because you understand. Kids don't know who Jordan is. My son has never seen Michael Jordan dunk a basketball day of his life. So he don't care about no Jordans. But my son has watched Spider-Man save a whole town on TV. My son has watched Superman save a whole town. (laughs) He he loves Superman and Batman and the Hulk. So who who you think he wants to rock on his shoes? So let's say you buy your son a pair of Nikes. I buy my son a pair of Spider-Mans and we walk by each other, right? Right. My son, your son gonna look at my son and be like, damn, he got the Spider-Mans on. Your son gonna look at you like, damn, you... You a weak ass daddy. I want feel. <laughs> That's true though. It's like my when your you son gonna envy my son. And my son's rocking Spider Man's, and your son got Gucci's on. Your son like, what the hell? 
Yeah, kids he don't know. He has to shoot that light up and you. Oh, don't let them have a the little roller roller shits on, Come on, on underneath. Man. Oh my god, bro! Actually, low key, I kind of want some of those myself. Just haven't yeah. found them, motherfuckers yet. <laughs> Thanks. Yo, what what's next? Uh, I got a movie I'm about to start shooting, starting in January. It's called My Dog the Movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my reality show Best Buddies drops with my son uh, on SM1 TV. I have a new EP dropping, two of them. And a lot of music videos coming out. You expect this 2023. I never really dropped a lot of music. Like 2022, I dropped three songs. Mm-hmm. This year, I'm going to be dropping like I'm NBA Young Boy. So expect me to come. I'm coming out. I'm coming out back to back with a lot of songs and videos. And um, I'm going to be going on a big tour coming up in the summer. Okay. You coming to Cleveland? Of course. I, I've been to Cleveland a few times. We uh, I, I used to perform with Boosie out there. And last my last show was with Young Dolph out there at the Agora. Oh, that's dope. Yo, you come to Cleveland, man. Let an old man know, man. I come check it out. Perfect. I got you. Oh, yeah. That'll be dope, bro. Let, let, do you plan on signing with a major or are you, you you good? Uh, I'm, I'm open to any opportunity that, that works for me and my family. Okay. So they come to you and they say, tell us what you want. Oh, I'm going to tell them what I need. What, what, what's the biggest request? What's the what? What's, what would be the biggest? I won't even say request. What would be the biggest demand? Keep my old catalog. I feel you on that one. I want to keep what I work. I want to keep what I worked up to this point. And let's, okay. let's, get, let's, get, let's start a new. Let's start a new relationship here. Okay, I feel you on that. Um, do you ghostwrite? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I love to write. I'm a great writer. I write for people all the time. Um, do you look down on, on MCs with ghostwriters? No, this is a business. We're not in the business of who can write the best. We're in the business of selling records. I believe I believe that if, if you write records, if I got a name, mm-hmm. I, I can only write so much, fam. You know, um, that's why a lot of artists phase out after their second album. Yeah. They only can write so much. After you get the second album, you're making millions of dollars. Who, you're not struggling no more. We're not relatable no more. Yeah. Unless that's not your niche. So I feel like if you write a song better than me, who says you can't write a song? Some of your favorite artists, the songs are written for them. Beyonce don't write every song. No, she don't. Snoop don't write every song. Yeah, I, I don't ever record it with Snoop. He said it, though. Well, if he didn't, then, I, then he Snoop don't write every song. You know, a lot of the greatest people get songs written for them. You might have a hit that I can sing. I might have the voice. You might have the words. It, and for some reason, we look at that differently. Like, uh, like if you rap, you're supposed to write your own stuff. But if you sing, nobody cares. We're the only genre of music that sees it that way. Country singers get songs written for them. Rock singers get songs written for them. R&B gets songs written for them. Pop rap is the only one that gets looked down on because the culture. I don't care about the culture. If I was, if if I had a name and I had millions of followers, and you got a better song than me, that's gonna go global. Give it to me. I don't care who, what they say. So, you say you don't care about the culture, but do you really mean that? Because I think you do. I care about the culture, but I don't care about it in a, in a sense of who writes my songs. Okay, I got you on that one. Yeah, so, like dressing and yeah, that's cool. And no, but uh, it, really, I don't. I'm, I make my own way. Okay, I feel you on that. Name another artist that goes dressed at Walmart and, and publicly says it. Nobody, <laughs> not a soul. You know what I'm saying? Or nobody. They're not doing that. Everybody wearing Balenciagas and chains. 
I mean, I got a chain, but I stopped doing that stuff. I mean, J. Cole does it, but he don't talk about it. Yeah, and, and J. Cole is richer than most artists. Richer than most artists. And rides a bike and, and, and doesn't flash anything. Come on, man. My favorite time in life is when I get to be me and I don't have to wear all the jewelry and chains and stuff like that. Does it bother you that that's like an expectation? Um, It don't bother me, no. I mean, it, fans like what fans like. But it, you are what you give them. You are what you give them. But there's, there's different fans for everybody. My fans not mine and be your type of fans. It's a big world, bro. I, I don't see your fans like giving a shit whether you rock ice or not, though. My fans don't care. They just like me for me. Yeah. That's because I, I grew the fan base organically. I grew up, I grew up from the ground up. My, my fans are more like family, bro. My fans love me. My fans, they, we, we, we distance cousins. <laughs> distance cousins. But you also, like, regardless of what niggas say, everybody hurts at some point. I don't care who you are, like even the biggest gooniest goon, one of his homeboys gets shot, he hurts. He may not say it publicly, but that shit hurts. Oh yeah, I make gangsters cry, bro. My my shows. That's the that's what it is right there, bro. You you have found a way to tap into something that we all go through. My shows like ghetto church. <laughs> I like that, bro. Like, and you the pastor? Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie. I did a show in my hometown a couple months ago, and I felt like a preacher on stage. I'm up there preaching, and everybody's hugging each other, and bro, it felt like church, bro. Huh. Wow, that's a lot of power, though, bro. Is it scary? Nah, man, you gotta learn how to use it. You seem like a humble cat, though. Yeah, bro. You know, um. It, it's you always just been that way, or just as you got older and shit started happening? Um, I've always been a nice guy. I've always been nice. That's how I was raised. I'm like my mama. Always cheered nice. Everybody knows me. Always really? been a, you know, always been that always been that type of person. I can't say that, bro. I've been an asshole most of my life. We all gonna die one day. That is true. I don't know who said that. But that is absolutely true. When is your time to go? <laughs> what she said just made me think of something, though. Like when when they write in your obituary and you in that box, what do you what do you want them to say about T. Rail? Oh man, I don't, man, I just want them to understand my I was a family guy. You know what I'm saying? I was a hustler. I was a businessman. I was a great guy, a good person. You know, um, like the party. You know, just just a great person. Around. I didn't, I didn't know my feelings were gonna be packed. Right? A lot of people love me. Well, everywhere I go, it's love. Humble. I give back. That's why I got my own day in my city. I have a, I have a proclamation. I give to a lot of kids, and so I already know that day is gonna be a different type of day. Yo, okay. So, and what city did you come from? Topeka, Kansas. Like, I didn't even know it was black people in Kansas, bro. Plenty of black people in Kansas. Really? Mm -hmm. What's it like? It's, <laughs> it's cool, bro. Small town. It's like a city. I'm from the capital. Okay. Um, it, it's like any small town, bro. Everybody know each other. 
I like it. I use, see, I live in Atlanta and I live here. I use Atlanta to hustle. I use here to get my clear my mind. Okay. Yo, and shout out to your manager, Los, too, man. I just want to say, man, like, dude represents you extremely well. Yeah, Los is a great guy, man. Los, Los, is, Los is a good guy. How do you, like, how do, how, how do you go about choosing a manager? You just got to find somebody that fits you, understands you. And me, I like people that's more free. I, you got to have some free time with me, cuz. Uh, on that note, man, let me get up out of here, man. Um, I do apologize uh, that we only got a good half an hour in. If that, however, man, it it was phenomenal, man. And I and, and I just wish we could have tapped in for a little bit longer. Los, if we can kind of like redo this, man, um, at some point in the future, hopefully, um, it was a good enough conversation for for real where he feel like he come back and finish it up. Um, I would absolutely be open to that, and I would absolutely appreciate that. And to keep it keep to keep it one hundred, man. I'm trying to get you on the show as well, man, because I'm also interested in. I've had several managers on the show, man, because I'm also interested in in getting that information out there too and seeing how people do things. You feel me? Um, on that note, man, y'all have a really dope ass day, man. On purpose. Um, and if there's anything I can do for you, please don't hesitate to let me know. If I can, I will. If I can't, I'll tell you no. No is a whole ass conversation. Sometimes you need to hear that, just like I do. Oh, absolutely. Let me know, man. And 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 I'm I'm there. Oh, absolutely. Very, very, very dope. Yeah, you know. So just keep me posted, man. And and whatever y'all need, bro, I got you. Cause I'm going to hit you in a minute with that ticket. On that note, man, y'all have a good one, man. And I'm out. Oh, did you subscribe? Do all that shit? Yeah. All right. Bet. On that note, peace. I'm out.